This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Okay, as I said, we're switching gears and we are going to talk about a major cause of injury for seniors. It's one of the main causes of hospitalization and it often leads to death. I'm talking about falls. Many people don't realize just how serious they are, and they are preventable. And your pharmacist can help you prevent falls by looking at your medications and their side effects, by looking at your health habits and your lifestyle. So if you have questions about this, uh, this is the time to... uh, Call in. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Billy Chung, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And, of course, he will also take your calls with other questions. Uh, But our subject today is falls. Billy, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi, how are you? Fine. Excellent. So it's fall prevention month, is yeah. it not? You know what? It's um, <clears throat> it's it's such a significant issue, but I don't know if everybody realize how realizes how big it is because uh, I looked at some of the numbers and they're staggering. I mean, and just in one year alone in Ontario, um, <clears throat> excuse me, clear my throat here, hundred thousand emergency room department visits, twenty thousand hospital admissions, and over two thousand lives lost one year alone in terms of just due to falls. So, and one province alone. Yeah, I think, I think people do not realize this. Yeah, because we talk about, you know, blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, all these other issues and things like that. But there's something as simple as just uh, falls prevention is, uh, is something that we want to really kind of raise awareness out there for people in terms of just what they can do and, and how to prevent it and, and so forth. The other thing with falls is that the, uh, the data is also staggering in terms of the number of people after having a fall that result in uh, not being able to live on their own anymore, having yeah. to go into long-term care facilities. And then if you have a fracture, then the risk of that death is actually, it's, it's, uh, it's very high. So uh, best thing to do is we got to try to look at why and prevent it. Yeah, okay. And um, one of the causes, of course, a lot of uh, older people, a lot of Zoomers are on multiple medications, and sometimes it's the interaction of those medications that contribute to the falls? Yeah, so the number of factors related to the falls, uh, and and definitely medications is one of them. We know that as people age, they're taking more and more medications, and the number is, I think, over the age of 65, the uh, average number of medications is five or more. And then as you get older, that number actually increases. And when you look at uh, age 75, 85 or older, people are taking 10 or more medications. And um, it's, it's more reason why we really encourage people to make sure you go talk to your pharmacist, get a medication review, because the uh, it's it's sometimes people are taking a medication they might have taken it like five ten even a few years ago for some reason and it's just ongoing and um that that whole factor of saying you know do you still need it anymore do you need to look at it and uh, uh that's of concern so i've i pulled out a few kind of classes that are contributing to falls that um i 
I know I see in the pharmacy in terms of um, uh, older adults taking them. And so maybe for the listeners to just uh, be aware of. So the first one is a class of medications called benzodiazepines. Yep, we've, <laughs> we've talked about them before. It's, uh, and I'll use some of the names, alprazolam, clonazepam, diazepam, lorazepam, uh, all the PAMs. <laughs> all the PAMs? And what, what are they for? So generally, uh, you know, diazepam is Valium. That, yeah. That's the brand name many years ago, right? Started off as an antidepressant, but uh, it's it's used primarily for, as a anti-anxiety medication that we see in older adults, uh, sedative, maybe a hypnotic, um, things like that, uh, to basically help people sleep. But um, short term, once in a while, yes. But we we are seeing a lot of people taking it on a regular, ongoing basis, and um, the one of the side effects of that is that it affects your. Um, uh, your steadiness. Uh, so as you age, your steadiness with that medication, you may not be as balanced. It affects your balance. It affects your um, uh, your ability to kind of uh, basically uh, be alert to um, uh, the the data actually shows that it increases your risk for falls and fractures as well. So um, this group of medications, if you're on it, uh, I'd probably suggest having that conversation, doctor, pharmacist. Um, do you still need to? Um, is there something else that you can take? Because there are other medications you can take to help with sleeping on a short-term basis um, that maybe it'll help. And then also non-drug treatments for sleeping as well is really highly encouraged. Okay. Um, I just want to uh, give a, a shout-out to our listeners because I, I'm sure a lot of them are on multiple medications and and really, this is important, and you might want to check in with Billy while he's here uh, to talk about what you might be on and if it's going to affect your balance and, and your alertness and what you can do about it. And I, I know, I mean, we've talked many times here, Billy, about the need to review your medications. Maybe you're on something that you've been on for a long time and you don't really need to be. But I know that, that a lot of people are reluctant because they feel like, this has been good for me for yeah. so long. I don't want to take the chance. Yeah, everything's steady. Everything's fine. Um, and, there, and there's a term. Some people may have heard of it. It's called deprescribing. And uh, it's getting more and more kind of uh, play out there in terms of just from the uh, from healthcare professionals to say, we need to look at kind of what can we do to help with that piece. Now, you know, just like when you start a medication, you have to start slow, you have to see what you're taking, you have to make sure it's right and so forth. To get off of a medication that you're on for a very long time, same thing needs to happen. And it, it requires work. It requires work from the person taking it. It requires work from the doctor. It requires work from the pharmacist. Uh, and it's it's tapering. It requires that reduction in dosage over time in some cases. And uh, it's not easy. So some people decide, okay, well, this is just fine. I'm just going to take it. It's not causing any harm. But it is. That's where we're seeing these stats with these falls. And uh, it's not just the benzodiazepines, so I'll throw out a few more. Um, there's a lot of people that are taking antidepressants as well. And, uh, and what's that class of drugs? So uh, a couple of classes that uh, are contributing to falls within older adults. One is uh, called uh, SSRIs, which is Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors, really long, long name. Uh, and the other one is called tricyclic antidepressants. Uh, and, and some people may be taking it for sleep. Some people may be taking it for antidepressants, for mood and things like that. But um, there are alternatives that people can take as well. Uh, it needs to be obviously evaluated a little bit more uh, specifically 
specifically by your pharmacist and doctor to see. Uh, but again, needs to you need to look at it and and, and see if those are considerations. Uh, and then the last group that I've kind of lumped in here as well in terms of contributing to falls is um, a lot of the hypertensive medications. And so many people are on blood wow. pressure medications. Um, and it's particularly when you start on one particularly when maybe a dosage is adjusted on something. And also over time, if your body changes, your response to it as well. But uh, there are blood pressure medications out there that can cause uh, what's called uh, orthostatic hypotension, which is kind of um, your blood pressure kind of varying, for example, when you go from a lying down position to a standing position. Um, uh, it, there's a lot of caution. That Hypo means low. So yeah, is suddenly low. your high blood pressure becomes low blood you're, pressure. You or feel your like you're going to faint. Your pressure goes low, and then you can yeah, you could suddenly get a head rush yeah. and, and so forth. And that's where falls. And when you look at the number of people who um, uh, are affected by falls, it does get a, a, a half of it occurs in the home. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you're out in public and walking around. It is half of it does take place in the home. So there's lots of stuff that you can do in the home as well. What are some of the hypertensive medications that can cause this? So um, I'll use one class is uh, they're called alpha blockers. And not everybody's on these, but there may be some people that are still on them. Uh, prazosin would be one of the names that you might be aware of. Terazosin, uh, doxazosin. There's different things like that. But really, I'd probably just classify just because of the nature of blood pressure medications. They're there to reduce your blood pressure is that it's just depending on how your body's responding, it can be affected as well. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave. Hi. Uh, My wife's on clonazepam. Mm -hmm. She had a heart attack with cardiac arrest and was left with brain damage, and therefore she gets tremors. Is there anything that can replace it? Um... It really depends, and I'm assuming she's probably on various different medications besides just the clonazepam. No, no actually, oh, just she's the one. on clonazepam and just something for the stomach. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's using it for tremors. It's a little bit different than using it for sleep and anxiety and things like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it's. I. I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of options from that specific diagnosis perspective. Mm-hmm. I'd probably suggest is that uh, she should chat with her pharmacist, check on her dosage. How long has she been on it for? Oh, 22 and a half years. Oh, a long my goodness. time, right? Yeah, a long time. And yeah. has there been any dosage adjustments at all? all the time. Sorry. The dosage has to increase because otherwise she starts getting these tremors where she shakes. Yeah, yeah. I I probably say have the conversation. It may not be as of a concern. I probably say my my bigger concern is maybe people taking it for the purposes of sleep and anxiety that don't need it um, for that particular function. That's a very uh, specific thing that is used clonazepam as well, um, mm-hmm. not simply just for the sleep that uh, some people are on. So it's not yeah. everybody, and that's the reason why the, the medications are tailored to people. It is customized, and uh, and a lot of the drugs now that we take for blood pressure or whatever are used for a lot of different things and mm-hmm. it's just one of those cautions but i wouldn't be too concerned just yet but always have that conversation right okay okay dave thanks Thank for you. that bye-bye okay uh we are going to take a quick break i'm going to give the numbers out again we've been talking about falls and how to prevent them and a lot might have to do with the medications that you're on. I'm here with Billy Chung, and he's answering questions. We're talking about medications 
that can cause falls, can cause you to be uh, unsteady on your feet. And we're also talking about, you know, potentially what can replace those meds. So, um, you know, he's here to take your calls and questions about that. And any other questions you might have about things pharmaceutical, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. I'm here with Billy Chung, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about falls and how to prevent them and which drugs might cause them and uh, if there are alternatives and other things that you can do at home uh, that don't necessarily involve drugs. But if you have a question about any of the meds that you are on, uh, please give us a call. Also, we'd like to know, do you know anyone who's had a fall? And uh, what was the result of that? Maybe a loved one, maybe a friend, maybe a relative. Uh, We'd like to hear your experiences with falls. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Billy, so what are some of the things people can do to prevent falls? So I'll, I'll talk about a number of things. So first off, just from the home perspective, because again, 50% of the falls that happen in, in the home uh, result in emergency department visits and hospital admissions. So things to look at in the home. So clutter, <laughs> loose wires, cables, cords, things like that. Carpets. Carpets. Loose carpets. Mats. Uh, so on your carpets, put the anti-slip stuff in there so that the carpets don't move. Um, watch out for carpets that have the fray and stuff like that. I just don't want to get caught on those types of things. Area rugs, scatter mats, um, those are different. Um, in the washroom, so some people have like towels and and mats in there as well. So be cautious. Make sure those ones are um, uh, have the anti-slip as well. You want to be careful with that. With that. Um, in the kitchen, watch where you're putting things because if you have a lot of stuff in the higher cupboards, then maybe it's time to move them down. Just to avoid that risk of having to reach or go into things that are, that are higher. Um, a lot of falls happen on stairwells and stairs as well. So again, that's a place to watch your step. Make sure that there's maybe some things to make sure they're not slippery. If you can avoid steps and stairs at all, that's probably one of and, those things. And I remember one 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 day last year, I mean, it was really dumb. I woke up really early and I didn't want to put a light on to wake up my husband. Yeah. And, and um, you know, dark. I fell. Yeah, it's dark. So yeah. a few things. Uh, night lights. Yes. <laughs> so even the automatic lighting and just have it throughout the house and in areas that you know you may be walking just in case. Some people may even want to have a flashlight next to the bed. So if you have to get up and you have to get something, you don't have to stumble around. Um, look for that. Um, there's a big rule here. Go slow, take your time and be safe. And I, that's a big one, right? Just don't rush. Uh, it just, you know, as you age, your steadiness, things like that, you just want to make sure uh, you're avoiding those types of things. Um, hearing and vision checks on a regular basis because that's also key. You want to make sure you're, you're able to uh, accommodate for any of that stuff. Um, and then don't be afraid to use any of the safety equipment, whether it's like hold bars, things like that, that may be beneficial in the house or when you're out, canes, walkers, things like that. Just be cautious. It's going to get colder at some point in time. And again, outside the ice, the steps, you really want to be able to watch your footing in those situations. Yep. Uh, let's take a call from uh, Cool Winder in Toronto. Hello. 
Hi, how are you? Fine, how Hello. are you? Very good. I, my question is like when people taking diabetic pills like metform, metformin, yeah. They need to use a blood thinner with them and uh, my mother, she's losing like a weight and the metform is a good thing to take. Okay, I think you're asking about um, your mother who's on metformin, right? Yes, yes. And you're saying that she's losing weight? Yes. Okay, how long has she been on the metformin for? Almost a year. Almost a year? And how is her diabetes, her blood uh, sugar levels? Sugar levels sometimes go up and down when it's stressed. Like otherwise she's like okay when she's stressed out and something she's worried then like go up. Okay, and you also mentioned the warfarin, was that correct? Yes. Okay, and that, that she's been on already for a while? Um, just like a couple of months. A couple of months, okay. And then now you're concerned about weight loss. That was your mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. When, yes. when did the weight loss take place? Almost like a day by day we are thinking she's losing. She's... Does she want to lose weight? No, she don't want to lose weight, but like uh, she's losing a weight. She's losing her metabolism. She's not eating that much. Hmm. Okay. It's 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 kind of okay. So a couple of things. When you're diabetic, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like she's type two diabetes because yes. of what she's on. Um, weight loss is a good thing if your uh, if your weight is not, she's not optimized. Even like she's like a normal weight in her. Yeah. Life. Okay. And like, did this weight loss start suddenly? Because she's been on it for a year now. The metformin. You say. Yeah. It's like since that, like as to start like losing and her metabolism, eating habits getting less. That's it. It sounds very strange. I'd probably say anytime somebody has like a a sudden unusual weight loss um, mm-hmm. that takes place, you want to have a chat and discussion um, uh, with the doctor, with the pharmacist, just around it to see if there's something there. Um, mm-hmm. What she's taking not isn't necessarily going to cause weight loss. Uh, again, mm-hmm. diabetes, you want to be at your optimum weight, uh, so it's mm-hmm. something you want to watch out for. Um, but if it's something that just kind of suddenly starting, you're watching it each day and and you're seeing it, then uh, it does need to be looked at, especially if she's not eating well or not eating, uh, doesn't have appetite, you'd be, con- you'd yeah, be concerned. It, could, it yeah. could be something else. It yeah. could be something very different than the diabetes. Oh. Okay. Have you talked to anybody about it yet? No. Yeah, I'd probably at least bring that up um, and, and start that discussion to make sure that the, there's not something else that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Take her to the doctor. That would be a good start. Yeah. Okay. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, um, losing weight is a good thing if you have diabetes, but uh, it's not always a good thing. No, it, it depends on the person and, and so forth. Um, if I go back to the, uh, the falls prevention piece, uh, the other thing with um, preventing falls with older adults is uh, uh, probably two things. One is both exercise and the other one is diet, talking about weight loss and brings up the, the food thing. So a couple of things here. Um, strong bones, <laughs> I, that's important, uh, especially for older adults because uh, if you have a fall, you're tr- you don't want that fracture, that risk of fracture to take place. So the, it's very important to have strong bones. So obviously um, you need to make sure you're getting your, your calcium intake from a variety of foods on a daily basis. That's important. Uh, vitamin, e in, uh, vitamin D intake is also key. Um, so if you don't have a vitamin D supplement, it is something that's recommended to uh, most people now, uh, especially in Canada, just because we don't get the sunlight that we need to have. Um, so talk to your pharmacist about what's right for you on that front. And then the strength and um, weight-bearing exercises is also important. It also helps you with balance. If you're doing some strength exercises and walking, things like that on a regular basis, it helps you with balance, and that's also uh, prevention from a falls perspective. Um, and then well-hydrated, you, again, 
all, mm-hmm. the healthier you are, <laughs> the more you can reduce your risk for the falls. And, and you know, um, I do some exercises every morning before I come to work. And one of the things that they focus on is uh, making sure that you're kind of walking on your entire foot because mm-hmm. it helps you stay balanced. Also, you need your core. core. Yeah to stay balanced and a little bit of exercise can help with that because you you know how some people as they get older they shuffle and everything that's yep. that's n- not good the, the shuffling uses less of your muscles and things like that too right so right. again you want some of that strength building so i mean speak to somebody uh, around it talk to your doctor before you do any type of exercise regimen but there's people out there to help you to kind of identify and i know a lot of the gym clubs and things like that have groups that actually are for older adults they're designed just to keep you active and moving along Okay, let's hear from uh, Giovanni in Brampton. Hi, Giovanni. Uh, yes, good afternoon. I have a question for the pharmacist. Hello. Uh, regarding diabetes, yeah. uh, what's the right number for diabetes, for high blood pressure, for uh, sugar? For sugar? Well, it's supposed to be less than 7 when you're doing your readings, but it really depends on when you're actually doing the readings, right? Um, but uh, most people, you're looking for something under a, a 7 in terms of when you when you get that readout from the diabetes machine itself. Um, if you take a reading right after you eat, within the first hour or so, it's going to be higher because your body hasn't moved the, the, the sugars into where it needs to be and broken them down. So, um, But really, a couple of hours afterwards, uh, in the morning, things like that, you're, you're looking for a number that's under 7. It really depends on your condition, and if you you know if you're newly diagnosed diabetes and your your blood glucose levels are very high, your target level may not be at seven yet. Maybe as you're adjusting medications, it's moving down that way. Um, but it's really important. Is there um, uh, do you test? Is it for yourself or somebody else? Oh yes, I do the test myself, and I uh, find out that uh, the best. Uh, number is uh, between seven and eight because uh, this way you have more energy and sugar we all know that it's energy yeah 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 and uh, one more thing i would like to say is uh diabetes got disease or just we have to uh, look after ourselves Definitely. Yes. You, uh, it, when you're diabetic, um, you, you, you really need to look after yourself because you are at risk for um, uh, cardiovascular disease and, and stroke and things like that. So by managing your blood glucose level, you help to manage and reduce risk and it allows you to live longer. Um, the other thing is that you, you do want that number at seven or lower uh, as long as possible. When you have high blood sugar um, on a regular basis it, act- basis, it actually does affect some of your other organs in your body because those organs just don't like that level of blood sugar and uh, you know we've we've seen we see diabetics sometimes that aren't managed well in terms of their levels and they go to like you know 12 15 18 even over 20 and, at and times. the the really scary thing is that there are a lot of people walking around with diabetes who, do, who don't, don't even know, know. yeah and i think over the next number of years we're going to see um, more people being diagnosed because just as a matter of fact of aging your risk goes increases for type 2 diabetes how long have you been diabetic giovanni uh, i've been diabetic about i would say 10 years. Okay, mm-hmm. and you manage it fine? I'm very good. I'm doing very good. Uh, and uh, as uh, all as I can say is this, I have some experience. And uh, But if I go down lower to lower the six, I don't feel as strong as I am on seven or eight. 
Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Manage it towards that seven uh, if you're able to. And like, if you find that you're lower than that, yeah, definitely. I mean, low blood sugar is also not good. <laughs> so as a diabetic, what's low? Well, you know, anything under like a four, three, like that's definitely where you're not wanting too much. But it really depends on the person. Um, but you just you you don't. It's that fine balance. You don't want your medication pushing your number too low, uh, but at the same time, you want to make sure it manages so you're always not too high because you want to avoid that as well. Yeah, very good, Dan. Thank you very much for your help and uh, your educational. And um, have a good day. Yeah, okay, you too. Thank you, Julie. As well. Bye-bye. Bye. These are very good questions. And, and, you know, if you ever have those questions around where your numbers should be and things like that, log it. Like, uh, you know, Giovanni should log his numbers so that he knows and test different times of the day. Make sure that that's also looked at. Um, so sometimes you're testing in the morning, sometimes it might be at night, sometimes maybe a few hours after a meal in the afternoon. Um, so you kind of know throughout the day. And then that, those are the numbers you bring to your doctor, you bring to your pharmacist when you're refilling your medication. Have them look at it. Because that's where you're going to get that feedback on an ongoing basis on whether there's any other issues that you need to look at. Mm -hmm. And uh, anything you'd like to leave us with on the subject of falls? Um, you know what? It's it's falls prevention month. Um, we want to make sure that everybody out there is is re reducing their risk because these falls are preventable. Do the things that you need to do at home. Uh, talk to your pharmacist about your medications, and uh, let's make sure that we're reducing most people's uh, potential risk for that. Okay. Thank you so much, Billy Chung, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And we now break. For traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.